Welcome to the Bigfoot Society Podcast. Join me, your host, Jeremiah Byron, as I uncover the stories behind the people who make the wonderfully weird and unexplained their life's work. We love chatting about cryptids and creatures that defy logic, but that won't stop us from having people show up that you might not expect. Check out our website, www.bigfootsocietypodcast.com. It's our base for all things social media, blogs, episodes, and everything else Bigfoot Society. Follow Bigfoot Society on Instagram to keep up to date with the community daily. If you'd like to support us and help us keep the lights on for the cost of less than a cup of coffee per month, then head on over to patreon.com forward slash Bigfoot Society, where for $5 a month, you'll get early access to the podcast before anyone else and exclusive access to our weekly Patreon-only Bigfoot Society After Dark podcast. It's where the week's guest stays on after everyone else leaves and shares their favorite creepier or cryptid story with me and you, the listener, as we're sitting around the campfire at our creepy cryptid summer camp. So head on over to patreon.com forward slash Bigfoot Society to also see all the shout out, Zoom hangout, merch discounts, and more that you'll have access to as an official Bigfoot Society card carrying member for only $5 a month. A little bit of This American Life and a little bit of In Search Of is what you're about to experience. So sit back, put your headphones on, put your phone in your pocket, and relax with your favorite beverage as I uncover the stories behind your favorite entertainers, researchers, and people you've never heard of in this episode of the Bigfoot Society Podcast. This week I had the privilege of having Todd Bonner from Detroit Paranormal Expeditions on. And it's a little bit outside of my comfort zone. As you can tell, I'm pretty jazzed up at the beginning. But the thing about Todd is he just led his group up to the Upper Peninsula of Michigan on a Bigfoot expedition. And I had to talk to him to find out what happens when a bunch of ghost hunters go after Bigfoot. And I think it's a very interesting and out-of-the-ordinary interview that you guys are going to love. So go ahead, sit back, grab something to drink. I think I already said that. Maybe not. But anyways, let's get on with the interview. All right. Well, thanks for coming back to the Bigfoot Society podcast. I have Todd with me from the Detroit uh, Paranormal uh, ex- Expeditions. That's right. That's right. Expeditions. My bad. I am so like jazz. So <laughs> I'm a, I'm a little nervous right now because I'm not a ghost guy. I'm going to be really honest with my listeners. Like um, I'm a little, a little jazzed up, but um, so. But Todd, I'm excited to talk to you tonight. Um, so, what is it that you guys? Uh, what is D- Detroit Paranormal? What is it that you guys focus on? Um, we focus a lot on, I guess you'd say, the history. I, Jeff or- awesome. Atkins is my co-founder of the team with me, and um, you know, one of our main missions, I guess, was to help local historical societies out. I guess all of the United States. We travel all over, okay. um, raise money, raise awareness. Um, and especially like this year with COVID, mm. you know, going to these historical sites and museums, it's been almost non-existent, at least here in Michigan. Um, okay. so we try to help with those doing live streams, public tours. Um, we always give hundred percent of the proceeds back to those type of organizations. Um, and we find that as a way to help people. Um, and we make huge donations around McDonald house of Detroit gleaners. Oh, wow. Food banks. So we use the paranormal as a way to help people that maybe not even into the paranormal, but it's our way of giving back to the community. Um, it's been a ride. It's been fun. We, we launched this team in December of 2016. Okay. And uh, it just keeps, it kind of snowballed to where it is now. And um, 
We're, we've been very fortunate and blessed. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, that's it. I did not know that. Um, I, I know that you had been involved with like uh, raising money for historical societies, but Ronald McDonald House, that's very cool. Yeah, that's, it is. Uh, very respectable. It's a great organization here in Detroit. And they're actually housed in an old um, hospital and mm. they only use the first floor is redone. And so we went to the second, third floor. and It is creepy. Oh, and um, they, the people that work there think it's haunted. Um, we didn't want to investigate there because a lot of kids and families obviously stay there and stuff. But um, yeah, that'd be like, oh man, I don't. Oh, yeah, I don't want to. No, create any havoc or anything like that. But it mm -mm. Scream Four was actually a few scenes from Scream Four was actually filmed in that house. But it looks when you walk up to the second, third floor, you still maintain the floors and everything. It looks like you walk out of the hospital from like 1982. Really, everything, everything still looks the oh, same. Oh man, really super creepy. <clears throat> it's That's huge. crazy. It's huge. So how was it that you got involved with, um, uh, what's, what's kind of your backstory? Like what drew you to, to doing this starting back in, uh, you said 2016. Um, I've, I've had a few, uh, near life or near death experiences. Mm. Um, and I'm, I think as I got older, I'm kind of putting this all together now that that kind of pushed me to that direction. Also, um, I had my first paranormal experience. I was around 16 years old. Um, we stuck into an abandoned psychiatric hospital here in Michigan. Oh boy! All the high school. We were in high school, so we always did crazy. St I mean, kids like to do that stuff, you know, urban explore and all that. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, I heard a disembodied voice, and at the time, I could tell it wasn't a human. Um, but I was with a girl at the time I was dating, and I didn't want to scare her. Um, <laughs> right. So we just tried to act. You know, I tried to say, "Oh, that was other." We were with a group yeah. of people. We never just could be find cool. anyone. <laughs> yeah, because um, it scared me a little bit, but I kept my calm. And I really didn't pursue it at that point because it was still kind of taboo. Um, there wasn't a lot, there was no TV sh shows about this type of stuff. And, oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, and it wasn't, yeah. it was kind of, you know, oh, that person's crazy. They saw ghosts, they hear things, you know? So my dad was a police officer and I grew up in a Catholic, you know, it's Catholic grade school, Catholic high school. So oh, wow. you kind of okay. taught that growing up that those things mm -hmm. don't exist. Um, so I kind of kept it with me and kept the interest because I love horror and, urban exploring. And, um, as I got my later in years, I, I started on a, a team, um, around 2011 and that's how I met Jeff. Uh, we we're on that team for three or four years. Then we decided to do our own thing and kind of expanded and traveled the United States and, um, just went and seen and done as, or do as much as we possibly can. Um, I, I just love this stuff. I have a serious wow. passion for it. It's part of my life. It's part of my lifestyle now. Yeah, totally. Uh, what's, uh, What's the coolest, uh, what would you say, what's your number one uh, place that you've uh, investigated at over the years? Um, there's a place in West Virginia called uh, Trans-Allegheny oh. Lunatic Asylum. It's oh, in man. Western West Virginia. And that's probably one of my most memorable experiences. We actually had an overnight investigation there, had the place to ourselves. And uh, it's probably 300,000 square feet, I would say. It's massive. So there's a lot of, obviously, asylums or anything like that um, have a lot of yeah. bad history or negative energy mm -hmm. attached to it. Um, it's, we had some crazy stuff happen. Uh, doors mm. slamming shut, um, disembodied voices, thing you could feel and hear things coming towards you in the darkness. Um, but that happens quite a bit. But that one I just remember, it's always going to stick with me because it was so huge. And it was oh, actually yeah. in the summer um, of 2017. And it was hot, so hot outside. But we, I actually fell asleep on a, um, a patient's room's floor. It was so cold and cool. Um, I felt comfortable in that room for some reason. That's odd. Um, 
but I kind of dozed off for a minute and then woke up to a uh, door slamming. Um, so weird things like that happen. I can't explain why, you know, you, you feel certain yeah. things. I think you get in tune with your own intuition. Uh, the more you do this stuff and your senses are heightened because you have to go in the dark. You have to trust mm-hmm. your ears yep. and eyes to lead you through darkness a lot of times. Wow. That's something else. Yeah. West Virginia has some crazy stuff in it. Like, mm-hmm. man, all the cryptids out there too. I mean, you got Mothman, you got, um, crafting monster all sorts of crazy stuff i've actually but, wanted uh, to uh i saw the mothman statue uh, a couple years ago oh what'd you what'd you think of the mothman statue it's pretty cool you, the whole time yeah. they had a, they kind of embraced that i guess they have a mothman festival every year it's intense it's on the list of uh stuff for uh for me that i want to visit someday but that that statue is pretty incredible it is it's it's pretty cool work and of it's art cool that the town <laughs> embraces that you know what i mean because a lot of people said that's mm-hmm. crazy and they yep. have that Mothman festival. It brings a lot of business in too for the town, I'm sure. Oh, a phenomenal amount. Yeah, it's very cool to pretty much keeps it alive. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so I I came across to you literally. This is so I have like two sorts of interviews that I do on this podcast. I have the one okay. interview where I'm like. I want to go after this um, this person because they're huge in the community, in the crypto community. I want to interview them. And I have the other type of interview, which is literally I'm on Instagram on certain hashtags. And I'm like, that story sounds amazing. I'm going to go for it. And that's this interview because I saw one of your posts, which is like, I'm a paranormal investigator and my team is going to go look for Bigfoot. And I'm like, that sounds like an amazing story that I need to get. So I hit you up and you were like, yeah, let's, let's go for it. Yeah. Um, it's a cool, I, it's a yeah. great experience. I, I loved it. And so before we get into that, I didn't even see, so you are actually on some travel channel shows. Is that correct? Yeah. I've been, been lucky and fortunate wow. to get quite a few travel channel shows. Um, That's crazy. Telling my stories, you know, some of the paranormal experiences I've had. Okay. Uh, it's been, it, like I said, it's been fun. I enjoy doing this stuff. I love talking about it and, um, now we kind of crossed over to the Bigfoot stuff a little bit. Um, growing up here in Michigan, obviously, Bigfoot's a legend. Dogman's another oh, one. Yeah. That, you oh, know, yeah. We hear the stories growing up and kind of scare you a little bit. Um, but I never, I didn't know how to do an investigation, actually. Mm. And <clears throat> I reached out to Rich Meyer, who um, runs the Upper Peninsula Bigfoot Sasquatch uh, Research Organization. Okay. And, um, we kind of connected and... Um, he had, I had, you know, paranormal teams have kind of reached out to him and cause it's kind of almost like a crossover. Um, they do a lot of the same stuff we do as far as investigation wise. Hmm. And my belief for Bigfoot, you know, a lot of people well, we've never caught Bigfoot or no one's ever snapped a picture or whatever. Sure. I think it could be some kind of supernatural, like a shapeshifter possibly. Interesting. Um, I've delved into like the native American side. Um, and a lot of tribes, uh, there's one up in Canada that has Sasquatch days. Um, it's part okay. of like, their, um, folklore there. Um, and a lot of them believe that it could be a shapeshifter. So you can't, it's not actually a mammal. It's, it can change. That's why people see it or whatever, but they never get a picture, never get a video. Mm-hmm. Um, no one's ever captured one. Um, but I mean, I believe in ghosts, so I have an open mind to all this stuff. Anyway. Right. So that makes sense that, you know, you would definitely have your v- viewpoint. And that's why I, I like this show is that I'm able to give um, different uh, differing viewpoints on certain subjects like Sasquatch and um, kind of, you know, get the idea behind it. So have you guys always wanted to go um, 
on a on a Bigfoot hunt, or is this something that just uh, started recently within like the last year? I didn't. I've kind of always wanted to do that, but the last couple okay. years we kind of talked about it and um, trying to reach out to some groups here in Michigan. And um, so I actually have a production company, um, and I do some reality TV shows and stuff. So I actually okay was um, doing some research on Bigfoot and stuff like that. So that's oh, how I cool. the guys in the Upper Peninsula. Um, and they kind of showed me the ropes of what really goes into that and um, nice. became friends. They're great people. Um, everyone I've met doing the paranormal and now crossing over to like the Bigfoot stuff, they're just great people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? None of them are closed minded, which I like. They're all open minded to this type of stuff. Exactly. Um, so we brought some of our equipment out uh, to see how it jives with uh, the Bigfoot hunt. So I think that would be pretty interesting because you have, well, okay, so I'm going off of knowledge from ghost adventures, so bear with me, sure. like, <laughs> you know, but um, so when when you say you have equipment in the paranormal investigation field, you have things like recorders, you have things maybe like, um, well, tell me what kind of equipment you would you would have that we, might We use digital recorders, okay. um, infrared cameras, uh, static mm-hmm. cameras, which basically is almost like a home security system. Okay. Um, so we run four to eight cameras at different locations and keep them. We just record and then we'll go back over that for evidence. See if we see shadow figures, movement, doors close, open and close, stuff like that that we couldn't see because we can't cover the whole area sometimes. Um, we use ghost ghost boxes or spirit boxes. Yep. And those use either like hacked radios to scan radio frequencies at usually 100 stations per minute. Mm-hmm. And um, some of the ones we use, uh, Jeff Fent built for us, and it's it's repurposed wood from haunted locations. So we have an Eloise box that we use. Um, we have we actually have two of those. We have a um, Emmett House box from a, a house that was haunted in Ohio. Um, and I just I picked up this radio. It was a 1941 GE tabletop radio. And I saw this antique shop, and I'm not like an antique type guy, but we, Jeff and I went to this antique shop out in here in Michigan, and I saw this radio, and it was ugly looking. Okay. It was old. You could tell it was war, and I, I bought it, and I thought to myself, then Jeff could build us a, a nice box out of this. <laughs> so <clears throat> I think it's on our Instagram page, but it's, you know, restoring this box. Now it's a spirit box. I don't know what they put inside there that makes it sound the way it sounds, mm-hmm. but it scans those radio frequencies, and sometimes you'll get direct answers to your questions where it can't be a radio station. You'll get a sentence sometimes out of there because the radio stations are going so fast. There's no way you can get a sentence out of it. You might get a, a little fraction of a word. Um, right. And I think <clears throat> the theory is that energies or spirits can use uh, white noise or radio frequencies to communicate. Um, so we have like seven or eight of those boxes we use, but we have the K2 meters that read uh, electromagnetic fields. Um, supposedly oh, interesting. spirits or energies can push off uh, energy that way um but sometimes they're false negatives because your cell phone now you know when it's mm. it can set those off um bad yeah. wiring and houses can set that off so you have to kind of debunk all that before you can tell it's really um, a spirit coming close to it um but i'm basic i use a digital recorder and a flashlight um i like all the bells and whistles but a lot of the evidence we've captured has been evps um right okay with the digital recorder so that's that's okay so that's cool so you're gonna have you're gonna be collecting different data than a normal bigfoot researcher would out on these trips like they're not gonna have a spirit box with them they're gonna have uh usually a FLIR camera yeah yeah um 
that yeah so that'd be kind of cool. we have a flare too I, we do use oh, okay. it sometimes and we have another thing it's called um an sls camera it basically uses xbox uh connect technology oh yeah yeah so where it can map out you know and it has, we have a monitor on it you could it's portable handheld you can sometimes you'll map out it'll map out people that aren't there you know what i mean just like you would on a connect i, I know exactly what you're talking about yeah it's got um, the stick figure thing yeah it's yep. crazy. We can't explain. You'll see some climb up a wall and there's nothing you take it away and there's nothing there. There's nobody there. Yeah, that's um, that's some crazy stuff, dude. But sometimes I could do a false positive too. We've had a you know, latch onto chairs or, or plants that were sitting sure. there. So you have to kind of debunk all that stuff to I mean, there's no way to really tell for if, if it's ghosts we're dealing with or not. We have no idea really um right. what we're dealing with. But um the stuff I've seen and heard and felt, it's undeniable to me that there's something besides us roaming around some of these haunted places. There's definitely, um, so here's the crazy thing about the world because there are, you can't see, uh, radio waves. You can't see, Mm -hmm. you know, what's to say there's other things that we can't see that could be causing this. They could be ghosts. They could be something else. Like you don't know. And like, that's like, that's part of half the fun is like trying to figure out what is going on. Like that's that curiosity that humans have. And I, you know, I think that's, you know, what I wouldn't say it drives me because I do love the history of meeting the people. And mm-hmm. um, I love it. It's like a rush, but it's also trying to answer those questions. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if we'll ever answer them in my lifetime. Um, my daughter's kind of into this a little bit. Maybe when she gets older and pursues this, things will change. Technology will be better and we'll kind of find out what happens or what we're dealing with. Um, a lot of people say it's aliens. Other people say it's um, uh, another dimension. Uh, the veil is so close to the other side that we're picking up, uh, you know, an, another dimension <laughs> right. somehow. Um, yeah, I mean, you can do whatever dimension. you want with that stuff, but uh, it's it's fascinating. It really is fascinating. Totally, totally. Um, so, kind of walk me through, like, uh, um, so you're you guys are actually in Detroit, or you're mm-hmm. just outside? Okay, so you're in the Detroit area, and you already said you went up to the Upper Peninsula, so that's. That's you're looking at about probably five to six hour drive, right? It was six hours, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you got to go over the big bridge, all that yep. stuff. Yeah, it's a beautiful area. So, I, um, we, yeah, we, go ahead. We haven't been to Germfast, and that's where Rich had set this camp up in Germfast. Okay. I've heard of it before, but I've never been through there. Hmm. Um, so he had his group up there, and then there was another paranormal team, and I can't think of their name right now, that wanted to come, and they came and set up. We're at Mead State Forest Campground, so it's a rustic campground. Okay. Slept in a tent on an air mattress, so that's the first oh, adventure. <laughs> so that was that was new for me too. Um, nice. but we had the whole camp run to ourselves, so um, yeah, it was just it's fun to get out and be in that when you're in like nature, nature. There's nothing around. Oh yeah. There's nothing for miles and miles around. So I mean, you can see every star in the sky, and you know, I'm in the city. You can't see all that stuff. You know, like because too much light pollution and, and pollution sure. itself. Yeah. Um. So that part was fun. Um, and I didn't know we were going to go out Friday. We went up Friday and we're staying, we were staying until Sunday. So I thought we were going to go out Saturday night, but they want to go out Friday night when we got up there. Oh, nice. So um, we went out to, it's by Sini National um, Wildlife Refuge. Is right I looked it up on a map there. and it's a, that's a huge refuge. Yes, it's big. Yeah. We're very, very big. Um, so we're out in the middle of nowhere. You can't see your hand in front of your face. Oh. Um, they use red lights, headlights, um, mm-hmm. to see instead of regular flashlights. And I forgot the reason why they did that. I think because they were they're filming a lot of stuff. I think it interferes with their cameras or something. They were saying. Yeah, I've I've heard that as well. Yep. 
Yeah. Um, so we're just walk out and they took us to an area. It was kind of by, of course I couldn't see it was pitch black, but it was kind of by a, a Creek more like a river, but it was called, they call it a Creek. Hmm. Um, and they took a, a piece of wood or they had a stick with them and they, they hit on a tree, um, yep. part of a tree. Uh, and then we just sat and listened, see if we hear anything or see anything. Um, they're recording and I'm not sure. I forgot to ask why they did that. I, I wasn't really asking a lot of questions. I was kind of just watching. You know, so yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they did calls, and then they had a recorded um, on a Bluetooth speaker of some kind of call or chant. I can't remember what the name of it was, but it was a pre-recorded one. Mm-hmm. And then you know you stop that stuff, even the calls. You stop and you listen for a half hour, forty-five minutes. And it's like when we do paranormal investigations, we go sit in a room by ourselves, pitch black, and ask the same, you know, ask questions and wait for a response. So that part of it's similar. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We're in the dark. We yeah. ask. This, yeah. They use those calls as um, triggers to try and mm-hmm. get responses. Exactly. And we'll use trigger objects too sometimes with the music okay. or whatever. Um, I didn't, you hear so much though, because you're kind of, I was kind of jumpy. I'm not going to lie, because I'm not really right. a woodsy type guy, I'm not an outdoor <laughs> guy. Um, so mm-hmm. I was trying to get used to that, and you can hear everything all around you. Um, yeah. There's times it sounded like we heard something jump a few times. And mm-hmm. then I, for some reason, I kept seeing these red and white. Almost like lightning bugs, but it was too cold for lightning bugs. They're red, bright red and white all over. And I kept thinking my eyes were playing tricks on me, but other people had seen that. Oh, no. They said there's straight up a Menominee tribe. um, And one of their legends there is for like these little people, little fairies that scratch and leave marks on wood or rocks. And so I thought I went home and researched a little bit. And it's one of the the folklore legends of a Native American tribe. Oh, wow. Little fairy type, little people. So it could have been that too. We did find a rock and some other stuff with like scratches on it. Cause I guess that's what okay. we're reading is that they leave their marks. So that's a whole nother cryptid thing on top of yeah, the Yeah, to- that's know? awesome, dude. But I think, you know, talking to those guys on the Bigfoot side, they they actually have a psychic on their team now. Um, and they're starting on to- On a Bigfoot believe- team, really? Yeah. Okay. So they're pretty unique with that. And, I, and hmm. a lot of the other people I talked to in the Bigfoot um, world, a lot of them are starting to believe that it is kind of supernatural um, or metaphysical type creature instead of a mammal or a, a, a hairy person or whatever they want to call it. It's a divided camp for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you're right. Yep. It's it's down the middle. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's good that they're open minded to all that stuff. Because I think sure. if you're closed minded on stuff, you're never going to find what you're looking for. You're just a gatekeeper. Yep. Yeah. You got to open, open up and, and mm-hmm. look at everything around you. And try different things. You never know what's going to work. You know what I mean? That's true. That's not like a set guideline. Even for paranormal, there's no set guideline or rule book to follow. Um, You just do what you think makes the most sense to make contact. Yep. That's cool. That's cool. So yeah, they were hitting the. So I'll I'll try to to fill in the the blanks a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, If that's cool, is that cool? If I do that, okay, cool. Totally. So probably what they were doing is. you take like a, a big piece of wood or a baseball bat and you like hit it against a tree and it's mm. called wood knocking. And that's a way that, yes. uh, you know, oh, they, they communicate said, yeah. back and forth. So usually what will happen is like you, you do some really good wood knocks and sometimes you'll actually hear wood knocks back. Um, a lot of people will uh, have the recorded sounds and it, I'm guessing it was probably, it could have been like an Ohio howl um, from 90. Like 
early 90s recorded by I believe, Matt Moneymaker. Yeah, really weird howl, right? Um, yeah. There's, yeah, also sometimes they will... Um, they'll play the Sierra sounds, which is recorded was a, that out was in the California. Sounds. Yeah. That and a... that sounds weird, right? That's like, yeah. um, it's called almost like samurai chatter. And you're like, Oh, this is a little interesting yeah. in the seventies. Yeah. So that's very cool. And that the crazy thing is that's been, um, stuff like that has been recorded at different places around the U S like, it's not just one place. Very cool. Um, the other thing people will do sometimes, and this is like, can, can cause issues, but they'll play, I want to say it's like audio of a baby crying. Oh, really? And there are stories like that will make a very um, interesting response. So, you know, you kind of have to be aware that if you're going to do that, you might be more in for more than you're, you're bargaining <laughs> right. for, right? Right. Um, but yeah, so, oh, here, so here's the question. So you're out here in, in the dark. Mm -hmm. And you're, you're geared up for Sasquatch, but is there also a part of your mind where you're like, um, I'm also like looking around for, for ghost stuff at the same time. Like you can't turn it off. Like what, what happened with that? Um, they had their psychic with them. Um, okay. so, and she was picking up stuff in the woods and she couldn't tell if it was oh, really? native American. I mean, to the land, I mean, that's in the middle of nowhere, you know, there's wow. a lot, there's a lot of tribes. There still is a lot of tribes up in the upper peninsula. Sure. Um, but she couldn't pinpoint it. So we were kind of, I was leaning to like listening to her a little bit and doing both, mm -hmm. but they really listen. She's awesome. She's one of the best psychics I've ever met. Just a, a great person. Um, so it was, I was trying to listen to both. And when they did that wood knock, I, everyone thought they heard something from a distance, but it sounds so far away. Um, mm -hmm. They weren't sure. And then right. <clears throat> we were going, we, I mean, we were out up on bridges up high and. Um, oh, wow. We went up higher than the wind really stood. It rained the whole next day. So the whole the next day got wiped out for us to do anything. But the wind started whipping and it was just really, mm. it almost thought we, we almost thought we heard growls and, you know, they tried to debunk it because the wind, it was first, there was no wind at all. It was peaceful and quiet. Then when we went up, way up on this ridge and could look down on everything is when this wind started whipping everywhere. And then, wow. you know, that's when you, I, your, your mind and your ears start playing tricks on you. Like, mm -hmm. did I hear that? And then a few mm -hmm. people thought they heard a growl and, um, so it's interesting. I felt safe. Um, <clears throat> cause we were, there's about 10 of us, I think. Um, I don't know if I could do that by myself. Um, I, know, I don't know right? if Bigfoot yeah. do that. I don't know. I forgot to ask that question too. Um, but I, I don't think I would go by myself out in the middle of the woods and do that stuff. Um, it, 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 you know, that's something I, I think about too, because the thing is, is like you hear about, it's not just Sasquatch. You have to be concerned about there's also issues where you could run into like, you know, there's people that hike the Appalachian trail by themselves and they get mugged. Oh yeah. You know, they get their stuff stolen or, or worse, they get killed. Like you've got to be, it's a different uh, time that we live in than it was 20 years ago. Oh, yeah, you don't know who's going to go out in the woods. You're going to run yeah. into, you don't, I mean, so. now you're seeing bear attacks are more, a little more prevalent yeah, totally. lately. Um, we saw a wolf up there over there, Bob. I mean, oh, no way. Up there, so, um, wow. You have to be careful with that, but I think most of those animals will be scared, but not if you're by yourself. They're probably going to be mm. scared of one person, but a group, I think they would kind of run away. Um, yeah. But yeah, we didn't run into anything like that. We just we saw one cross the road when we were driving out. But um, the whole experience of the woods itself sometimes is kind of creepy. If you think about just the middle <laughs> of nowhere, I mean, it's peaceful yeah, and nice, yeah. but then you think, I was, I was thinking of the Blair Witch Project for some reason oh, geez, when I was out yeah. there. No, uh, thanks. Um, no, thanks. 
but yeah, it was, it was an experience. I'll, I mean, I'll definitely do it again. I'm interested in it. Um, I don't know how much time I could devote to it because the paranormal is a huge part of my life. It sounds like you're extremely busy with that everyday life. Yeah. So, yeah, totally. um, maybe next year I'll go back up again. I like to go in the fall cause there's no bugs. Um, it was quiet. Good point. Um, yep. The temperatures were cooler. So we got all the heat from downstate, uh, upstate mm-hmm. is a lot cooler. Um, I slept in a tent. It rained on me. Uh, I didn't fill my tent up very well, but I mean, I roughed it. I made it through. So yeah. At the end of the day, even, even if you didn't see a, a Bigfoot, it's still, you're getting away from civilization. You're, you're having fun with your buddies. So yeah, it's a good I experience. Mean, that's great, great experience. Great experience. And a great group. I can't say enough about those guys. I don't know if you know, I've ever heard of them or no, I don't know how the, I'm going to look them up. Are. Yeah. Yeah they're, yeah. they're good people. The area that you were in, had they seen a lot of reports or did they have stories of, um, of situations they had run into at that's, all or. They've been there before. He pulled out a, um, Rich brought a cast of a, oh, uh, nice. a Bigfoot print okay. um, that they had gotten. Um, and he has a lot of um, things that he wants to put on. He wants to make a, a little museum up by his house. He lives by Escanaba, oh, cool. about an hour or two um, north of where we were. So it was a long drive for him. And that um, campground is where they usually do a lot of their, um, use it as their base because there's so much forest mm-hmm. around there that's open to go through. Um, but yeah, they've had all different kinds of experience seeing Bigfoot. Um, just a lot of different experiences. Like, I don't know if I could, I would really honestly shit my pants if I saw Bigfoot. <laughs> I could fly. You know, cause I yeah. can't imagine like they had like this cutout thing of Bigfoot and they had, and I'm six foot. It was a good, foot and a half taller than me almost oh yeah at least yeah that's where it starts right like the eight foot usually it's all fun it's and crazy games. you actually see one of those things you know what i mean i know it's like sometimes i'm like sure we go into the woods looking for for sasquatch but in a way you're you're kind of going to the woods and you're like i'm gonna go look for a grizzly bear or something bigger than a grizzly bear like yeah. you gotta have the right mindset in mind you yeah. know yeah um yeah it's crazy crazy so you said it rained too so um it, it sounds like uh, not really any um, chance that like anything that you would have seen probably got washed away. Like yeah. if there are any footprints or anything like that. I mean, it rained for 24 hours straight. Oh, uh, wow. Nonstop rain. Man. Uh, from probably, we got back to our campsite around midnight or one o'clock in the morning. Um, mm. Went to bed and then I'd say 3.30 in the morning it rained. It rained all the way till Sunday till we left. Oh, wow. Midday. So it was a, it was a downpour consistent downpour so anything any evidence that was there would have got washed away so the time it was raining were you like tromping around in the rain or what were you guys doing i was thinking what did i get myself into <laughs> so we know we oh, packed man. up because i mean we had because there's nothing yeah. you can do either set in a tent when it's raining i mean i right. brought a tent you know um the people we went up with we just brought tents you know we didn't bring like canop you know canopies and tarps like i wasn't prepared for that so we ended up renting a little cottage uh, for Saturday night, drink some beer and had a bonfire. Uh, the best hey, there you go. The tree was covering the rain a little bit, so we we're able to get a little bit of a fire going. But it was it was a good time. That's cool. That's cool. We made the best uh, of it, I guess. Oh yeah, and you got to um, when you were walking around the woods, and maybe this is hard to to tell because it was dark out. But did you happen to see like sometimes uh, people run into like stick structures or like random? Uh, they almost look like big forts built and. Uh, 
that people are saying that, uh, you know, they're built by Sasquatch to like, you know, live in or, or things like that. There was some kind of uh, stuff hanging in the trees um, oh, that really? I noticed. That, that what reminded me of Blair Witch Project. Those little... I mean, yeah, straight up, right? And they had told us stories about those stick structures. I didn't see any when we were there, but they said they've mm-hmm. some of the team have seen that before. Um, we, wow. uh, one of the girls, Tammy, did find a rock. I think I put it on our Instagram that had this weird diagram in it. Like I it saw like that. I was very interested. I was going to ask you about that. Like, and she was so, going to take it and see what she can find. Um, she lives up in Escanaba too. And I'm like, she just picked it off the ground. Well, that's like weird. It looks like some kind of hylogryphic or something. Yeah, definitely. Um, anyone listening to this. It, so it's on the Instagram you guys have. Yeah. 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 You go and check that out because it's very cool. It's almost like, uh, could be maybe an Indian artifact. You don't know. Like it, it's, it's so definitely tell, carved you turn into it. One it, way it looks like a person. The other way it looks like some kind of bear or something. It's oh, just, that's weird. That's it's, really it's weird. weird that you find that in the middle of nowhere. Just there was just this rock. She just happened to pick up because we were going to skip rocks. Is why she picked it up because there was like a oh, little yeah, creek totally. before it got too dark. <laughs> and it was like, what the hell? So man, but someone could have made crazy. that too and just left it for someone to find. I mean, it's so hard to tell anymore. Yeah, yeah, you never know, right? But it was so different. Um, it looked like a holographic. <laughs> some sort. That's awesome. That's awesome. So what's the uh, what's the next step? So you said uh, so you tried this once, and you so you have your own production company. You were saying yes. Uh, what's the what's the next step with this? You're thinking. Um, I can't say too much about it, but it's, it's okay. going pretty Fair quick. Enough. So hopefully next year, the you know the COVID really stopped a lot of the production. Yeah, um, totally. So the development side, we've been able to do a lot, um, develop like seven shows. So one of them is, um, it's, it has a Native American cast. Um, oh, awesome. It deals with a lot of these things that we're talking about, and that's really all I can say. That is such it. a cool idea. I know exactly what you're wanting to say. Like, that would be really cool. Yeah, it's... Um, I love we're it. We're super excited about it, and, and the people that we've met um, that are part of the show are just amazing people. Amazing wow. people. So we're excited to bring this to the nation and nationally, and so everyone can hear these stories and, and meet these people. That's cool. We will definitely be uh, having our eyes out for for that in the future. Um, yeah, it's weird. This whole COVID thing is weird because it's like stuff is starting to. I guess movies are starting to film again, but not really. And it's like the guidelines are yeah. so strict. Um, okay, but they change. You know, every state's different. Like Michigan's locked down pretty tight. The governor's loosened up a little bit, but still, we have a lot of restrictions. We have to wear a mask everywhere we go and. Um, half capacity at restaurants and bowling alleys just opened finally and gyms just opened like two weeks ago. They've been shut down the whole time. So it's been, um, they, I guess they just follow the science or whatever they say. So, um, yep. but every state's different. Some states don't have the strict guidelines. Yeah. Them. I'm in Iowa where, uh, I guess oh, I'm not going to get political, but my, oh, we'll leave it at that. Just, if you care, research about how lenient Iowa is and come on guys, but whatever. Um, Iowa's fun. I like it. It's, you know, we got, we got some weird stuff in Iowa. Like, have you ever done any, uh, uh, research and, or, uh, had any things you visited in Iowa with the paranormal thing or. No, I've, I've driven through Iowa when I moved, uh, my brother moved to California. So we drove okay. across country moving stuff. Um, no, I haven't, I haven't been to Iowa for anything paranormal though. Uh, the main thing that comes to mind and, uh, is the Velisca house? Oh, yeah, Exmoor House. It's yeah. one of the most right. famous haunted places in the United States. That is on one of our lists to do. Um, 
we only have a few left. We've been in a lot of the big places. Um, but a okay. little, I mean, just it doesn't matter. Any place can be haunted. It really doesn't yeah. matter about how old they are, how new they are. Um, it's like, on my list of places never to go to, <laughs> ever. I heard it's ever. extremely haunted. Dude, it's, okay, so it's like... The whole story is crazy anyway. It's a, it's a crazy story. Like, bad vibes uh, all around. But then it's like, it's one of my favorite uh, Ghost Adventures episode where it's like... Um, Zach, have you seen the one when they go to? I think I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. he's like laying on the floor and he has the axe like above his head. Oh yeah, it's like ghost. If you're here, I'm like, dude, what if there's an earthquake? Either way, you're hosed. Yeah. No, I wouldn't go that far. No, I. Yeah, let's not do that, dude. But um, yeah, every every place has weird stuff. Like that's the thing about like, I bet you could go to any town and you could you could suss out the uh the weird stuff no doubt it, it is like we do a lot of road trips we fly sometimes we like i prefer to drive just okay. for that reason because you go mm-hmm. through all the, a lot of these old little old towns never heard of them but they have a yep. lot of history a lot of haunted places and um that's the, like some of the fun stuff we do you know the road trips oh yeah we have a blast um but yeah you go through the united states has so many hidden gems uh throughout the country that i feel like uh paranormal and history you can find it anywhere. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I used to live out in New England. And it was like, man. Oh, yeah. Compared to the Midwest, it's like New England history. Like it goes far, far old, back. Old you know? places. Like, yeah. Because yeah, awesome. even in Detroit, we have, I mean, places go back to the 1800s, mid 1800s, okay. older yep. buildings. Not, that's not very old. No, you know, not. England, you're going back to 1700s and, and stuff like that. You know, totally. A few hundred years yep. old. And, oh, yeah. Um, we we're in Shepherdstown and we went to a bar there and I think it was 1750 or something. This bar was built like Shepherdstown. Wow. The whole city was some of the oldest things I've ever been to. And yeah. uh, it was just cool to sit in there. But you, you think of how many thousands of people, what it was like 200 years ago mm-hmm. people in and out of that place, you know? And I think a lot of times, sometimes that energy lingers um, for some reason we find that mm. uh, why don't people always pass over or why they stay? Um, that's another question that's kind of fascinating. Who are these things that we're talking to? Why are you still here? Why don't you go to where you're supposed to go? Um, Interesting. If you are a ghost or we're a person. Um, yeah, but there's, I think that's why the paranormal is so vast. There's so many avenues to it. And I, I like that the Bigfoot, a lot of the Bigfoot people, not a lot, but I'd say, I don't want to upset anyone, but I think there's a few groups that are starting to think it's supernatural and maybe have a paranormal aspect to it. Um, I'm seeing that more and more now, which I'm, I think that's awesome because then you're just, like I said, you're opening your everything up, you know, who knows, try some of the paranormal stuff when you're doing Bigfoot and see what happens. Right. So the thing is, is like, there are so many different, um, groups that you've got. Yeah. You've definitely got like the paranormal, you've got, uh, uh, people that think like it is a, um, a gray ape that hasn't been discovered Mm -hmm. in the U S uh, you've got, um, uh, maybe it's uh, some like missing link, some, something like that. You know, there's so many different, you know, and the thing is, it's like right now is pretty good. Um, I haven't run into a lot of people that are like, I don't dis, I don't agree with you. We can't, we can't chat about it. Right. And it's, it's a, it's a, it's a culture where, you know, as you said before, it is very open-minded. 
So like, I'm not going to shut you down just because like, maybe I'm a differing opinion, but I want to see like, well, maybe there's information I can get from you that I can uh, apply to what I'm studying. Yeah. And um, actually that brings up a, a question that I wanted to ask you. So let's say, you know, people that usually listen to this, they're going to be more interested in, um, in cryptids, cryptozoology. What are, what are ways that they could look at those differently? Um, maybe advice that you could bring from the paranormal field uh, and give to someone who's more like, um, I don't know. Player. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, they, they do record stuff, you know what I mean? Which we do, digital recorder. Um, they use the flare like we use. Um, I mean, maybe the SLS camera, but you know, that is only a short distance. The static, mm. you know, the connect camera that we use. Um, I don't know. The spirit boxes might work. You never know. I mean, it's, it's worth a try, the ghost boxes. And you could buy some from, there's paranormal stores that sell different versions totally. of them that aren't overly expensive. Um, the, the ones that we have are probably thousands of dollars. Um, wow. they're, they're one of a kind, you know, especially made for us. Um, some of those are very expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they are. Um, but hmm, I'm, I'm, they do a lot of the same stuff, like temperature changes and stuff too. You can, I mean, cause the, the, a lot of times in the paranormal, let's say the temperature change, if either get warmer or colder when a, a spirit comes by you. Um, and we do that. We take temperatures all the time in the areas that we're at. Um, Oh, so what are, what are a way, that's an interesting point. Um, so I think the, the main summary would be that, um, uh, think outside the box. Don't be afraid to try weird stuff, um, in order to get data that you're not getting already, but how would you be, how would you monitor, uh, or thermometer or uh, temperature changes in your area? We have used to like, do uh, we'll go and do a baseline, we'll call it baseline initial investigation. So Okay. We're doing a house. We'll go to each room and have an infrared um, to check the temperature. Oh, yeah, sure. So it'll shoot a beam and we'll get to check all different areas of the room. We'll write it down. And then as we get the investigation going, if we feel or we see that there's any, we have things that monitor the temperature too, then we'll get it back out and take the temperature and see if it does change. Um, even by a few degrees, um, technically or theory-wise, they say that could be an energy um, or entity hmm. coming towards you or by you or in that room. And if you start getting like activity through the spirit box or we hear voices when we're sitting there, um, a lot of times we catch them with our digital recorder, but there's times we actually hear it. I've heard a woman humming at the Whitney in Detroit, a restaurant in Detroit, and there was nobody there. I make it here as clear as day. Um, but we did the history on that. And we found it was the, the owner was David Whitney. He passed away in 19, early 1900s okay. and it was his daughter. Um, we found wow. his daughter used to hang on that exact area. That we're at um and those are kind of weird and they kind of creep you up you get excited too like oh my god i can't believe i just heard that um mm -hmm. and then you have your digital recorder to validate that you actually heard that that you weren't crazy and people will believe right. you play you back and no because you get that too yeah. people oh, that's not real you didn't hear that and then well listen to our evidence tell us what you think. yeah then what's right. on the what's on the tape yeah <laughs> right and that's one of our just, creepiest yeah. ones, we're at a, <clears throat> an island in Michigan. It's called Beaver Island. We're investigating the historical site, of the old print shop. And everyone kept telling us to go out of this lighthouse, this abandoned lighthouse. Um, so we drive out to the end of the end of the island. Nobody out there. It's like 20 miles off the beaten path. And we mm. pull up in this huge lighthouse. 
and it has a lighthouse keeper's house attached to the lighthouse. So it's a big structure. Um, and our psychic, Brandy Miller, was telling us she saw a woman on the front porch telling us to go, like pointing go. Like to leave? Yeah. So yeah. So Jeff and oh, I, of wow. course, try to find a way inside there. So we go around the back and we were able to get into <laughs> this like breezeway between the house. It connected the house and the lighthouse itself. So you could actually go up in the lighthouse as high as you wanted to and sign the guest wow. book. So I pull out my digital recorder. I said, you know what? Let's just try if we get anything here for 20 minutes. And we didn't think we tried to get inside the door because there's a door there. And we could hear stuff on the other side of the door moving. Like you hear stuff shuffling around in there. And there was oh, no, this weird. house has been vacant for 10 years. There's nobody okay. in this house. Um, so I told Jeff, I said, what if you're shaking that door handle and all of a sudden the door just opens? And in that moment, we heard, we didn't hear it. We caught on digital recorder louder than what we were talking. It said, shipwreck, I told you to go. And it had like the voice of an exorcist. What? Like something out of a movie. Well, um, that's weird. So the only reason I found that is I, we were going back. So I put my headphones on. I, I started listening. To, I never really do this either. I started listening to playback of the EVP session we just did. And I threw my mm-hmm. headphones off. I go, what the hell? Because it scared me. Yeah. Because I've never heard anything like that. And that's probably one of our best EVP. It's a class. They call them class A EVPs. It's so clear. It's so mm-hmm. loud. And we didn't even acknowledge it. We didn't hear it in the moment. But we, we were able to capture it on digital recorder. Oh, wow. And there's nothing around there. There's no radio stations. You know, a lot of people tried to bunk. Oh, you, you caught a radio station. You caught this or that. There's nothing around that can even make that kind of noise. Hmm. And it's on our website. It's under um, our evidence section. It's be oh, awesome. Okay. So it's everyone can go cloud. check that out for real. Yeah, that's great. Creepy. I love very it. Creepy. Very cool. Very cool. Well, man, this has been a super fun uh, chat. I, I don't think... I mean, I was looking around and I, I don't think anyone, I can't find another interview where it's like, you know, talk to a paranormal group about like a Bigfoot thing. That's a pretty cool thing. Yeah, so thank you for coming on. Like, I, I appreciate it. And I think it's, I uh, everyone should check it. I'll have you share what your stuff is in a minute. But I mean, uh, if you guys are by the stuff that you're doing, you're helping um, children um, get help, uh, Ronald McDonald House, like that, that's, that's what it's all about. So thank you for doing that. But um, would you mind uh, sharing how people can uh, l- keep up to date with what you're doing and um, check out all your stuff on the sure. internet? Um, like you can go to our website, DetroitParanormalExpeditions.com. Um, okay. Facebook, Detroit Paranormal Expeditions, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Um, I think we even have Snapchat. I don't, I don't know, really. Um, <laughs> it would be awesome. Do you guys have TikTok? <laughs> No, that was the people do it. TikTok, yeah. Um, but no, that's, I mean, we're all over to connect with us. And our, our Facebook, awesome. we have a lot of, we do a lot of live investigations. Oh, wow, um, really? So our Facebook has a lot of video content. Oh, that would be interesting. Okay. Yeah, it's fun. And we, we've actually captured stuff live that people are watching it. We'll comment in the comments. Did you see and we'll that? go back and listen to it and hear that we oh, caught EGP or we saw, they saw some, a door slam or, yeah, so it's been pretty cool. So wow. people can actually interact with us while we're investigating. That's a that's a smart idea. I like that. That's cool. Well, Todd, uh, thank you again for coming on. You've agreed to stay on for a few extra minutes, share some sure. some more uh, stories for the uh, the Patreon uh, subscribers. Uh, of course, uh, if you want to hear the extra stories uh, that we do every episode, it's five dollars a month, and that helps keep the lights on for the podcast as it doesn't pay for itself. But again, Todd, uh, thanks for coming on. Uh, It's been a pleasure chatting with you tonight. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. I'll come on anytime. If I do do another Bigfoot, I'll come back on and tell you about it. 
Well, if, yeah, we'll have to chat in the future. Definitely. Thanks again. See you guys. Uh, Thanks again to Todd for coming on the Bigfoot Society podcast. Uh, Real fun chatting with someone who's uh, outside of the comfort zone, but uh, go ahead, check his stuff out. If you're into ghosts, Uh, remember Detroit paranormal expeditions and keep an ear out. We'll be sure to let you know what that uh, reality show or what that show is that uh, they're starting to put together. sounds like it could be a uh, very cool thing. We'll let you know. Also, after this, uh, podcast is over go over to bigfootsocietypodcast.com check out the new articles that we've got up uh the article with alex petikoff and his top books in his 14 bookshelf is really really amazing there's some pretty cool new england cryptid research books in there i was blown away uh, also anything that you buy after you click on any books in the article helps to support the bigfoot society podcast so speaking of the patreon i'd like to take a few minutes and thank the Patreon members, we have Surfetis, we have Josh Sewich from the Starfall Collective, we have Greg Morrill from the Indiana Road Trio, Coco Van Boxtel from Strange Little Lands on Etsy, and we have Daniel Fuller from Caveman Resale on eBay. Thanks again, team. Uh, team is a little weird, but you know, I'm just going to say uh, you guys and gals are awesome. Uh, you support the podcast, and it couldn't go on without you. Thanks again. To everyone else listening, I so appreciate you spending your time, uh, no matter when it is, uh, along with me for about an hour or so every week talking to someone new and unique. And man, we got some crazy stuff coming up. You're going to love it. But again, I, I appreciate you taking your time listening to the Bigfoot Society podcast. Uh, leave a review on iTunes if you can. Tell a friend. Uh, let me know. Uh, hit me up with a DM. Uh, if you have any feedback on Instagram and I'll be uh, talking to you guys next week. Have a good one, guys. Keep it squatchy. Can I say that? (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, So much squatch for your ears. Squatch talk. Let's do it. Okay, that's this week. All right. (laughs) 